Good morning. Uh, my name is Kubam Lee, and I'm um, really happy uh, to be here with you again this morning. Um, uh, today, uh, we're going to be reading from uh, Romans chapter 15. And um, we're going to be reading from verse 1 until verse 7. Romans 15, verses 1 through 7. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may, with one voice, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. This is God's word. Um, accept one another. Uh, it, and that uh, seems like a morally correct yet quite boring thing to say. <laughs> Uh, so, when you saw the title, uh, you might have tuned me out already. Uh, isn't this something that all of us who have been brought up in nice homes should already know? Uh, be nice to, each, to other people? Um, so, why a whole sermon about this? Well, there's a qualifier, and that's found in Romans uh, 15, verse 7. Uh, and it says, Paul says, Accept one another, or in the ESV, uh, welcome one another as Christ accepted you as Christ accepted you. And that qualifier is what I'm going to get to uh, this morning. Um, so here's a definition of acceptance. Acceptance is the ability to communicate value, regard, worth, and respect to others. Um, in this definition, acceptance is not passive. Um, it's proactive. So we don't give acceptance automatically. We don't give acceptance naturally. Uh, we give it intentionally. Uh, you actually have to go out of your way to give acceptance. Um, so you, you can't give acceptance by just sitting back and saying, I, well, I'm not doing anything to harm other people or saying things intentionally that are hurtful to them. Uh, so that makes me an accepting person, a, a nice person. Uh, so it, 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 this, this kind of definition uh, kind of says, no, that's not, um, that's not, it doesn't allow you to do that. Um, acceptance takes going out of your way to communicate value, regard, worth, and respect to others. So, um, now, acceptance is also given to people that are different from you. Um, and uh, it's not only given to people that uh, you find easy to accept because you're similar to them or they're already in your circles. Uh, and that's the situation that's prom prompted this writing of Romans chapter 15. Romans 14 to 15 is addressing a disagreement that arose in the church. 
um, in Rome and in churches elsewhere um, at that time. It was about what kind of foods can you eat? And what kind of foods can't you eat as a Christian? And one camp said, Christians should eat um, only the kind of foods that's allowed in the Old Testament, in the, in the, the, the laws of Moses. And uh, another camp said, Christians can eat anything that, that they want to now that we are in Christ Jesus, um, because we have freedom. And the first camp, Paul calls the weak, and the second camp, he calls the strong. And what you need to see here in this dispute isn't only about what you can eat. Right? It's not only about what you can't eat. Because uh, um, when you read this uh, kind of passages like this in Scripture, you, you, you could very well say, well, that's not really the situation that I'm in. You know, I don't uh, run into these kinds of issues at all. So, so this doesn't have anything to do with me. Uh, and it can seem like it's really far away from you. Um, uh, and, uh, but the larger issue that was going on was about how different ethnicities and how different cultures could coexist in the church. Um, and uh, which group has the right to dictate the terms of how to be in the church? Uh, and the issue was arising because, because of the Gentile mission of the church. Um, the original church, uh, in the original church, everybody was one culture. It was homogeneous. It was monocultural. Um, and uh, but now, because of mission, uh, other cultures were pouring in, uh, because the church was bringing the gospel message to the nations, uh, to the different people groups, the, the different ethnicities around them, and Gentiles, pagans were now God's people as well, and they were now being welcomed into the church. And the people originally in the church were saying, "Hey, shouldn't they have to keep the culture?" of God that uh, we've been keeping all of these centuries. Um, and so the church wrestled with this, and, um, and as they wrestled with it, what the conclusion they, they came to, said, they said, we are now a multicultural body, because what it means to be church is to participate in God's mission. The mission of God, the mission of His love towards all of the nations. He's bringing the nations into his, his, his community, into his family. So we won't compel them to submit to a way of life that, uh, or, a, or a cultural identity. That's not them. We can welcome them in as they are, who they are, uh, with the culture that they have. And uh, so obviously, not everybody agreed with this. Um, and the disagreement <clears throat> between the weak and the strong uh, was threatening the unity of the church. People weren't welcoming and accepting one another. As a matter of fact, they were ostracizing each other. They were mad with each other. They were fighting at odds with one another. And, uh, uh, and they were dividing into these different camps. And Paul's command to them was this. Welcome one another. Accept one another. Don't divide over these issues of eating and drinking. There are essentials of the Christian faith. And then there are secondary matters in the Christian faith. Uh, we, we need to discern this difference uh, very well if we are to um, be able to follow Jesus well in our world. Um, the, the matters of eating 
what food and keeping what day is Sabbath and many others like this, what Paul said was these are secondary. What was primary and of utmost importance was welcoming one another, accepting one another, even though there was uh, plenty of legitimate differences and disagreements that uh, that, that uh, they couldn't maybe reconcile um, in their in their lives. Uh, and what you can eat or what you can eat you can't eat, Paul said, is secondary. And then notice what he's saying. Your culture and your way of life, the way that you have done things, the way that you relate to God is not unimportant. It's personal, it's important, and, uh, and this is a valuable and beautiful thing for, for us to keep. Of course, uh, God forms you the way that you are. And He's given you the kind of history and the story and the upbringing and the, the culture that you're, you, you're part of. And, and uh, He wants to relate to you the, the way that you are. But when it, when it comes to relating to people that are different from you, the law of welcome and acceptance eclipses that. That is of primary importance. And what's fascinating is this. Um, you know, Paul's position, his personal position, was in agreement with the position of the strong. The, the folks who's, who said Christians were free to eat anything. Um, of course they could. That's the meaning of the vision that Paul, uh, that Peter had in uh, Acts uh, chapter 10 uh, when he saw on the rooftop uh, of Joppa. Uh, God was saying that from now on, everyone from every culture was welcome into the family of God. And yet, Paul doesn't side with the strong and says, you show them. <laughs> you show them what's right. Uh, instead, he rebukes them for failing to welcome the weaker brothers and sisters. And instead, causing them to stumble, tearing them down, wounding them. They, they were majoring on the minors. And uh, so essentially he's saying, you think that being right is more important than welcoming. Uh, you think that being right is more important than accepting, than caring for your brother and sister. But the opposite is true. Accepting is more important. Welcoming is more important. So there's three commands here uh, to begin chapter 15, um, fleshing out, accepting one another. Uh, and um, one is, he says, the strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. Um, in verse 1, if you see that someone is failing, he says, what your response should be. Paul's command is, don't pounce on them, don't condemn them, don't get irritated with them, bear with them, be patient with them, be gentle, be kind with them, honor them, treat them with dignity and with care. And then secondly, he says, we shouldn't please ourselves. And, uh, you know, because it feels good, doesn't it, uh, for you to be the right one? <laughs> Uh, it, it's, it feels good to be the one who gets to yell at the other one um, or look down on the other one. Uh, it feels good to be the one who can be smug um, and not the one that's beating your breast um, at, your, at your sins. It feels good to be the one who gets to hand down the advice. Um, Paul says to this, you know, if you, um, you could very well get drunk on, the, on uh, seeing yourself as righteous. Um, if you live for the truth, uh, for the, that rush of uh, uh, pleasing yourself, then you worship yourself, you justify yourself, and you've stopped trying to be justified by Jesus. Uh, you, you're not in this to please God. 
So do not seek to please yourself. Seek to please God. Third, he says, we should please our neighbor for his good to build him up. This doesn't mean that we do whatever pleases our neighbor. Uh, Paul's not saying be a people pleaser. The apostle said in uh, different places, we should please God rather than people. Uh, And uh, when they faced persecutions, when they faced uh, enormous pressure to renounce the faith, uh, but don't fall into the opposite sin. Don't be a people bruiser uh, in the name of not being a people pleaser. Right? Uh, we, we please our neighbor for his good, for his good, to build them up. This is essential. This is primary, Paul says. We, we need to stop at various points whenever we are making decisions or whenever we want to respond to something. Am I seeking my brother's good? Am I seeking my sister's good? Or am I seeking to please myself? Um, this is primary. Do this. And, uh, you know, we, we got to, some of us have um, opportunities to do this this week uh, coming up and with Thanksgiving, with family uh, as they gather and friends as they gather. And many of them are going to be people that are going to, frankly, get on our nerves. <laughs> and, uh, with, and we are going to have opportunities. Um, is this, am I seeking to please myself? Or am I seeking to please my brother, my sister, for the sake of building them up. Um, So we're going to have immediate application opportunities for this. Um, And uh, we can do this even in our families, um, with our spouses, with our children, with our uh, parents. Um, Am I seeking to engage in an ongoing conflict with them um, in order to show them, or am I seeking to please them by building them up? Uh, These are the opportunities that we have. I'd like for you to especially think about how to look out for those who have, who, who have been wounded and who have been hurt. How do we love people who have been hurt? Uh, so we don't try to seek to meet all of their needs. We don't try to do everything that they demand. Sometimes what they demand isn't uh, what's actually good for them, um, or it might even end up hurting them more. But you have to remember you're not their savior. Jesus says, but you should try to get an understanding of their pain. And we should try to learn what they're going through. And we should try to come alongside of them and pray with them and invite the presence of God um, into that space. So these, are, these commands are the opposite of causing them to stumble. In verse 14, uh, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 14, verse 13, Paul says, Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. It's the opposite of tearing down. 14.20 Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes somebody else to stumble. Or, Damaging. 14.15 It says, If your brother is distressed because of, of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy your brother whom Christ, for whom Christ died. Um, if we are in the habit of practicing these, then we are being inhospitable. Right? We are being unaccepting. So the command is this. Don't please yourself. Don't justify yourself. Don't serve yourself. Instead, welcome one another. Be hospitable to one another. Accept one another. But why? Why should I do any of this? I don't, you know, I don't feel like it. I mean, uh, I 
what they have done to me, I also want to do back. Um, and uh, I, I do feel, and I think we face this uh, temptation oftentimes, and we struggle, have this inner struggle of, of um, why should I, why should I accept when I feel that I have not been accepted? When I, why should I love when I feel like I have not been loved? And here it is. Here's the center of all of this. Why? Because Jesus accepted you. In verse 7, accept one another as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. That means, just as Jesus accepted you, in the same manner as Jesus accepted you, or as much as Jesus accepted you. How did Jesus accept you and me? Did he wait until we were as mature as he was? Until we were as right as he was? Until we were as sinless as he was? He accepted you. He welcomed you in. He included you into his family when you were in trouble. When you were a mess. When you were his enemy. And that wasn't just any old welcome. He paid a heavy price for this welcome. So we can receive warm welcome into God's arms. Jesus was thrown out into the cold. So we can be included in God's family. Jesus was forsaken and disowned and left out in, out, uh, in, in the cold. Uh, we think that uh, we have this idea that you know, hospitality is, 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 is easy and it's fun. And, and many times it is. You know, when we, there, there are people that we, whose company we enjoy. Uh, but there's, there's a cost to it. And Jesus paid the price of welcome, uh, of welcoming us by humbling himself, even to the point of being our servant on the cross. And these are, uh, this is the truth that we need to drink in and let our hearts uh, be shaped and molded by. And this is the truth that we need to accept and see when we are um, responding in an unwelcome manner, in an, in an unaccepting manner. Jesus was forsaken, and he was disowned, and for the sake of welcoming us. So when, when we do um, live in the light of this truth, when we derive our joy and our gratefulness and thanksgiving starts to flow out from this truth, uh, then we start to grow out of our self-centeredness. Uh, we begin to grow in the practice of acceptance and of hospitality and of welcoming people who are di- very different from us. And, and um, it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight, but we see living and breathing examples of this even in our own lives and uh, as how God has softened us and how he has enabled us supernaturally even to, to welcome and accept people who are different from us. I'm mindful of the world that we are living in today as we look at these words. I think we are, all of us, too painfully aware of the anger, the polarization, the lack of acceptance of neighbor that mark our society and our life today. What kind of message does Christianity have for a world like ours? What good news can Christians bring to our polarized world? This text gives us an answer. The Christ who laid down his life to accept us 
and the people who are learning what that means. This is the answer that God has for our world. This acceptance and welcome is what brings praise to God. Not being the right ones, not being the better ones, but being welcoming ones, accepting ones, the ones who are learning about the grace of our God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you accepted us when we were out in the cold. You accepted us to the point of laying down your life. And Lord, uh, we confess that oftentimes when we accept others, uh, it can feel like we ourselves are, are the dying ones, uh, the ones that are paying a heavy price, too heavy to bear. But I, help us to fix our eyes on Jesus, who, while being on an equal footing with God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, even to the point of being a servant on the cross. Help us to see you and help us now then to turn to our neighbor, our family, even the ones uh, who are very different and um, people who are uh, very different from us uh, in order to extend welcome to them. uh, For we are people who believe and who have been shaped by your acceptance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.